You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about Faust and Faust 4. In the room, I have Rob. Oh, hey. Ben. And Adam. Hello. Faust 4 is the fourth studio album by the German krautrock group Faust, released September 21st, 1973 on Virgin Records. It was produced by Iwi Nettelbach, and the genre is krautrock. I'm going to read all music reviews, Steve Huey. Coming on the heels of the cut-and-paste sound collage schizophrenia of the Faust tapes, Faust 4 seems relatively subdued and conventional, though it's still a far cry from what anyone outside the German avant-garde rock scene was doing. The album's disparate threads don't quite gel into something larger, as in the past, but there's still much to recommend it. The nearly 12-minute electroacoustic opener Krautrock is sometimes viewed as a comment on Faust's droning, long-winded contemporaries, albeit one that would lose its point by following the same conventions. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of oddball pop numbers that capture the group's surreal sense of whimsy, including the sad skinhead through its reggae-ish beat in It's a Bit of Pain by interrupting a pastoral acoustic guitar number with the most obnoxious synth noises <laughs> the band can conjure. There are several beatless, mostly electronic soundscapes full of fluttering, blooping synth effects, as well as plenty of the group's trademark Velvet Underground-inspired guitar primitism and even a ja- uh, Frank Zappa esque jazz rock passage. Overall, Faust 4 comes off as more of a series of not always related experiments, but there are more than enough intriguing moments to make it worthwhile. Unfortunately, it would be the last album the group recorded, at least on its first go-around. All right, what do we think of Faust 4? Faust 4, too Faust, too furious. (laughs) (laughs) It was... Interesting. This is. A, I am here for this album. I fucking love it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I'm into this. Interesting is a funny word. I, I go back and forth. Like I did not, I did not dislike listening to it, but I was listening to it like while I was doing other stuff. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I thought it was. I thought in, it jumped around a lot. I mean, in terms of like from song to song, but obviously there's uh, some serious droning going on. <laughs> you know. There's a lot of sound. It's it's interesting because there's so many sort of sound collage, like music concrete avant stuff going on. But then they toss in like sad skinhead. And yeah. I was like, what? That song, I was Just like, going, oh, must have switched to the next album or something. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's such a, a, a mishmash. But at the same time, that's almost in, more it's intriguing yeah. because it's there's... 
there's this song and then yeah let's do this acoustic number and then all of a sudden there's like blaring like synth sounds like over the the uh, parts where it's not playing acoustic guitar <laughs> apparently uh when this album came out faust fans considered it their sellout album yeah <laughs> <laughs> going oh for that god. commercial success <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I love i love that hipsters <laughs> man <laughs> it's just like you can band like this can't sell out, you know? Yeah. There's, yeah, there's just, that's so amazing, too. <laughs> it was sort of like the tapes, though, right? Like, everyone was kind of like, oh, man, check this out. Like, Faust, they're so cool. They got all these tape collages. They're this underground band. Like, the residents, too, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, once a band goes in that direction or gets a little more accessible Yeah, what or are they celebrating you for? You know, yeah. that's what I don't understand is, like, I, I, that that's when the the uh, I don't know, I was gonna say the art of fan speculation, but art is way too much credit. But that's when the habit or hobby of fan speculation gets into this territory where they're like trying to speak for the for the artist. Yeah, claim ownership. And it's like, especially when it comes from people who have never experienced like what it's like to try to be an artist. I'm always amazed at the stuff they come up with. Like, <laughs> it's like they're just making the music they're making for a thousand reasons. Yeah. There's usually not one reason. Like, like you can tell when a song that like, or when a group that was a poppy band is trying to write another poppy song and it doesn't work. But when you're writing like weird art rock, there's only so much you can do with it on a commercial scale. You know, it's like this is what they this is what they were doing. This they're, is trying, what, they're trying to get on top of the pops. This man. is what they made. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's all you got. Like, so is Krautrock coined off of this song, Krautrock? Yes, I believe so. I was I wasn't sure with the chicken or egg. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it was coined from this from the first track on this album. That's hilarious. And uh, it's it's sort of a pejorative term, I guess, because they a were bit. yeah they were kind of, but the, I think they also kind of used it as a way to be like, you guys are scared of like German, you know, society or, or culture or something like that. And so that it was sort of like Germanness. Yeah, it was it was it was pejorative. But at the same time, I think they also kind of accepted it as being like, ah, oh, we own this now. Like gotcha. This is our this is our thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I had yeah, never... why do you love it so much? Tell me about it. It sounds to track two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough crap rock. I mean, I've, I've listened to that song like 20 times yeah, in the too. past couple of weeks. So, <laughs> um, it reminds me of the hardcore Devo, uh, like four track uh, tapes. They were yeah, absolutely yeah. listening to this shit. And like, it's just weird off the wall, like bananas stuff with synthesizers. I fucking love it. Like it's, <laughs> it, it is my bread and butter. I kind of forgot about your Devo hardcore. Oh, really? Tapes. Oh, let me let me tell you more about. It. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but this makes perfect sense. It has that that sort of playfulness, the sort of like in subversiveness. For, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it. It also it. It's interesting, like what they're doing musically. You know that they're better than what they're playing. That was the, an impression that I had. Like was, it's so loosey goosey. Like I feel depending like these are live on recordings. just just depending on like how they're feeling at that particular point in time. Like what we were talking about earlier was like like phasing, but like because I'm playing out of time, then coming back in on time. 
um, that that interest me. Um, and yeah, just like fucking double xylophone happening right now in my ears. <laughs> I really like the xylophone like, on Sad Skinhead also. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of Residence too and everything yeah. else. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm done talking for a second. Ben, clue me in. Why do you like this record? I also like this record. I even like I even like the droney parts. Like uh, I'm not sitting there actively listening to every single thing they're doing, but I don't know. I kind of get into whatever trance they're they're setting up, and I don't mind it. It's, it's a bit of a time machine for me. Like I lose ten minutes. Hmm. I that was my experience too. Was I was like. I think I was like loading stuff into a vehicle when I was listening to it and I had the music turned up really loud and I was like moving stuff in the back seat, just doing a lot of that and then driving around. I was just like loading and unloading stuff and I really enjoyed it in that context. I think it would be hard to like sit down and just listen. I was cooking when I had it on. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it's it's got the vibe. My, my big impression of it was that, yeah, that the players are probably capable of, you know, tighter, better playing, but that this is stylistic and that mm-hmm. it's like wonky on purpose to some extent. And I also had the impression that maybe that this was tracked like a, just like a bunch of guys in the room all playing together, you know, whereas a lot of records are layered or, you know, just composed in snippets and whatnot. So um, if it had a very like room feel to me. listened to any Faust uh, the first time I listened to this album uh, a couple weeks ago and like I said Krautrock I thought it was I thought it was fine I wasn't looking forward because I didn't know what Faust sounded like uh, so I wasn't looking forward to an entire album of yeah. it so but like, I, like I'm like this is fine for what it is this is going to be a long one though uh, and then uh, following that up with the sad skinhead it's almost like a polar opposite of that song then I was like, oh, well, I have no idea what to expect for the rest yeah, of what's, this record. No, what's track three? Yeah, see what track three is. And then track three comes on. It's almost got a Velvet Underground vibe to it. And then I was just, I, I was into it, you know. What the fuck is happening with the bass on Jennifer? Tremolo. How are you getting that boom, boom, boom? But it's not never the same. Oh, I wonder if they're just riding a fader. That's kind of like I was thinking, like, is, is he just fucking with the volume knob? Maybe. Or or, uh, or the fader in the mix. You could, I mean, <coughs> yeah, you can slow and speed up a tremolo, but just by turn. They're probably or, they probably have tremolo yeah. set on it, and yeah, they're turning the knob turning in it. the post. Yeah, but, um, but it's still it's like it's a bold odd choice. Yeah, but because the drums playing off of it, like it, it only makes sense when the drummer starts doing the thing. But the drummer is he's simultaneously playing off of it, but playing out out of time as well. Yeah, um, I don't know. It intrigued me. I found out uh, I've, I've been walking around a lot recently. Yeah. Um, and th- I can get from my house 
to the, the halfway point of five miles and back and the time it takes to go through one Faust four and uh, <laughs> one uh, Headhunters. <laughs> nice. Uh, so That's I've listened walking to, around me. I, I, I've been listening to this record every fucking day for the past like two weeks, man. It's, it, 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 it's grown on me. I, mm-hmm. I really, really like it. They get in some cool grooves, too, especially like the second half of some of these middle songs. Mm-hmm. And they get mathy mm-hmm. with yeah. um, uh, a few of them in a row. Uh, I really liked on, I think it's on Giggy Smile. The end of it, it's like... It's with like the little guitar and the, uh, the keyboard yeah. lead. Oh, the, it just repeats and repeats and repeats, yeah. One of, I, I think it's Giggy Smile... But like one of them's in thirteen, um, and I forget Whoa. which. I was trying to count it. What? It's like one and, measure of six, one measure of seven. Yeah, it's 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 six bars of four four, then a measure of six and a measure of seven. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do like counting. I like yeah. counting on my fingers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I sat with the uh, like the pause rewind on that section, just trying to figure out what the time signatures were. <laughs> Uh, so this was recorded, uh, they had recently been dropped, they got picked up by Virgin, it was like wow. an early Virgin uh, ban, and they put them with the State of Art uh, 74 recording studio at the Manor in Ox- Oxfordshire to cut the new album. It was interesting. So they left German uh, Germany for England. That's why they sold out. That's why they sold That's out. Right. Mm. It's because they're in the nice studio now. This isn't Kraut Rock. This they're, is, they're not and they had abandoned castle like Can Limey Rock. <laughs> well, they had also done this like gorilla like uh, it says gorilla attack of the UK charts by selling uh, their tape, their like cut up tape loops and and things for half a pound, so that it would sell really well, and it sold out almost immediately. So is there stuff before this, like? Just tape loop stuff. Like, is this is that yeah, they sold out because like there's some songs. Oh, on here? there's like music concrete, like this sort of like avant. That's not quite this uh, what people would say accessible. Yeah. Of like sad skinhead and Jennifer and things like that. Yeah. So I can kind of pick up on that. Like if you, like you were saying when you started the first song, you weren't so sure about it. That's more of that that style. I think that, but after, but I, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm into that style as much, but I think they do that style well. Yeah, but I'm thinking maybe this is a good gateway. <laughs> Faust it's, is it's it's very commercially you, accessible get, for Faust. Yeah, get you in, into the the uh, avant garde German avant garde of the time. I'm into it, man. Let's let's dive deep. Yeah, some of the synthesizer sounds they get on this record are fucking it's weird, thick. Yeah, yeah. Super weird. They had their own, they created their own little boxes. They called sound generators with buttons. (laughs) Dozens of, it says dozens of white buttons. No one but Faust seemed to know exactly how they work. (laughs) They were custom made, took years to build, and are unique. Each one unique. That's similar to uh, what Kraftwerk will do later. They would, except they weren't building themselves at a certain point. They were getting like straight up like brand new shit from Texas Instruments. Yeah. And they were hiding it behind like a little like stage thing. So it was like prototypes of shit that they were working on. That's cool. Yeah. For some reason I thought that one of the dudes from Kraftwerk was in Faust, but uh, that is not the case. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about um, modern 
or maybe not so much modern groups, but like more modern groups that uh, this sort of music, I think, reminds me of or likely inspired. And stuff like Sonic Youth comes to mind. Oh, yes. oh yeah. They, uh, they like, actually toured with Sonic Youth when, when, when they came back. Yeah. like uh, um, Nurse with Wound, they did collaborations Elephant with. Six type records I listened to in the yeah, 90s. I, I could see because of the variety of songs where it's like sometimes it's kind of like lo-fi droney and sometimes it picks up and just like diverges for a song. And I remember listening to a lot of like Elephant Six stuff that was like just kind of all over the place and experimental. Lo-fi. Yeah. This yeah. is a lo-fi recording in my opinion. I mean, I released it. Wasn't that a state like of the art studio? In it was a very nice. Studio. But they've, they've done, they've made it sound. Yeah. You know, intentionally mm-hmm. dull in a way. I don't know. Is the word. It never really, um, it never really like pops in it's a very sparkly. produced sparkle way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is again, another reason that's hilarious that they've, say that it's like sell out <laughs> it's like this is still like the, the levels are like you know it's still out there yeah yeah <laughs> I, uh, on a bit of a pain or it's a bit of a pain <laughs> i was thinking when i first listening, like oh wow are they really just gonna do like a pretty song here and then just that synth fart <laughs> 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 Doesn't sound intentional. It sounds like it's like equipment that broke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. In the engineering room. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those moments where it's like they where they just say, "This is too normal. We gotta mess it up." There's like there's a pavement song on um, "Bright in the Corners" that I think could have been such as like single. Uh, it's like all how does it's like all I need to stand or something. I I can't remember exactly because it's hard to understand what he's saying. So I never really learned the words, but. They've run his vocals through this just like completely distorted microphone, so it actually sounds like garbage, and it's really understand uh, hard to understand what he's saying. And it, I think it's one of the songs where like this is too poppy. How do we ruin it? And, and I think there's a lot of that going on in this record, and it's I think this is fun. Like I, I like. Turned me around a little bit. I, I was coming in thinking neutral on on this. I don't know. I don't know that I love it, but like yeah. you know, it's like I think it's creative and it's like yeah, it's got something for sure. I do find it in yeah. Every song does have a unique like voice. The there's fact, it's there's fresh. something yeah. There's something to look forward to almost on every song. Now it might dwell a little too long on something or not be quite what you would want but, yeah but it's yeah it's all interesting i also got a lot of uh vibes of a uh, zappa yeah I or mean, like trout mask replica or something like yeah occasionally like that set like sad skinhead is absolutely oh, that's zappa a good call yeah what song are we listen to right now is this uh just, just a, a second just a second. bugs uh, <laughs> yeah like even uh. <laughs> 
even the little like the what sounds like a even even the weird synthesizer things mm-hmm. like it, it's like dot 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 like yeah. it, it's it's just it's noise it's just noise but they're 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 making it way more complicated than it has to be yeah. while yeah, also being out one. of time i fucking love it <laughs> <sighs> they're definitely trying to disorient you and that's, give them something to talk about well this is something something <laughs> to, different tangible talk about fouls. maybe that's maybe fouls. that's what it was, i mean maybe that's what it, people were saying it's it's too accessible because they were they are giving you those hints of, like, this is something you can latch on to. To be fair, I haven't heard their first three records, you know? This is a group I didn't know about. Um, I, I, I knew the term kraut rock, I th- but I I think like, that's a way, that's a big overstatement, people saying, like, oh, this is a sellout album. I guess I can understand that a well, little but bit. But I, you've heard the other stuff? Yeah. Okay. But there's, there's it's just not that big of a like there's not much opportunity. Is it because, it, is it because think, there's lyrics on this one? Yeah, maybe. And on like and there four is a, out of eight songs. And there is a bit more of like traditional like structure or instruments and things like that, but it's just not my question would there. be, did this sell? Because to be a sellout, you kinda have to have a product to sell. And this is not very saleable, in in my opinion. I I think it's cool, but it, it feels like a record made for for the people making it. And yeah, you don't just, see I, the chart listing anywhere. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a record that would have like made enough of a set. It's like what what did they really think the opportunity was going to be? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it is it is mainly because it includes the oddities, sad skin handed Jennifer, which were you know. Yeah, and probably this one, Giddy Smile, <clears throat> kind of sounds like a more like so weird though. Just you know, yeah. We think Rob. I think you love it. I love it. <laughs> Give me this weird shit. <laughs> the question is, uh, are you gonna find it on vinyl? Is this gonna be a vinyl? If I can, if, if I if I run across it, I'll yeah. I'll pick it up yeah. for. Uh, it's been upwards of twenty. Twenty dollars for Has a used to be copy. re-released. I right? feel like this could have. Well, yeah, they probably re-released it. I bet they. I bet they did like a box set. Mm. Oh yeah, the, box the, set. the uh, Spotify said there was like two thousand six with their for CD, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. Let's see, compact. What this. do you think, Ben? I'm I'm into it. Yeah, bring me that weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting Lay too. Because before me, because <laughs> I feel like we had some of those uh, sort of weird. Uh, Bitches Brew, that other stuff, but that that had this is electronic. Those are that's horns. It's not all electronic. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying maybe that's the difference. I think I kind of pinpointed it. The rock format helps. The me. rock format. The rock helps. Under, okay. understand stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know it. It it's weird and different way than Bitches Brew. Bitches yeah. Brew is also like fucking three hours long. It's true. This is this a digestible a more, forty-four yeah. minutes, I think, something yeah. like that. Uh, I will give it a positive, in my opinion. Uh, it's not one of those records that like just like totally blows my mind. Uh, but I think there's really creative moments. I think that the song choice is smart. I think that the track listing is really strong, and that they do enough fresh things with each track that it's exciting, and that when you're sick of one of the things they're doing or think it's a little too weird or whatever. 
they try something else. And so I, I just think they did a great job of making a weird art rock minimalist kind of record that some sometimes surprises you. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a cool record and I think like more people making weirder stuff is is usually a good thing. Yeah. I think I like what's happening in music in Germany in the 70s based yeah. on <laughs> what we have heard so far. I even liked it in the 60s. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Germany keeps is the gift that keeps on giving all year round. Yes. Yeah. Don't worry, we're going to get to Craftwork. Uh, oh, we will. Real soon. I think we're only doing uh, Trans-Zero Express. Uh, I thought we had two. But... I hope you're right. I have got a, a funny Craftwork anecdote that's very short. Okay. So uh, this past week, uh, we I met with my family for Thanksgiving, and uh, Kyle and Claire were there. Uh, Kyle is uh, is our buddy, and he's, uh, he's uh, engaged to my sister. And so my mom was handing out uh, Kyle a uh, Christmas gift because she didn't know if she'd see him at Christmas. And he opened it up, and it was a vinyl copy of Autobahn. And my mom was just, like, all giddy. She bought it six months ago. She found it like, a church rummage sale. She didn't know much about Kraftwerk, but she knew that Kyle liked them. Yeah. And she was so happy. And Kyle, like, he like, he's like, whoa, he takes it out. It's Tom Jones Does Country. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Oh, my mom's heart just sank. Uh, <laughs> it's an important lesson for her. Because oh, yeah. I learned that one pretty early on yeah. at, like, a Goodwill. And I pulled something out of an awesome sleeve, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. I thought I, I, I brought home what I thought was a copy of Hunky Dory once uh, early on. Yeah. Everyone needs this to part. learn that lesson. Yeah, giddy, uh, the giddy smile or the last is, what's this called? Picnic on a frozen river. Or yeah. maybe it's the other part. This might be... Tabaloo. Uh, yeah, probably the, the last yeah. of it. I can't pronounce all these. Uh, what do I say about this? I I think I could give it a... Six. a One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... Uh, I think I could go positive on it. I don't think I will be revisiting it a, a, a whole lot, but I think there are some songs that I would I would like to dig a bit more on. I don't know. It's it's hard though. It's like right in between there of like a neutral, just kind of being like, yeah, good job. But okay, you guys are dancing around to this. This is so amazing. It's a cool part. Uh, I did find it. I always like to look at the art and stuff like that, and I. Did think it was very cool. They did like experimental presentations on their early records. Their first album was originally released on clear vinyl, which I think was probably new at the time. On in a clear sleeve with an X-ray of a human fist, silk, <laughs> silk screen cool. on the outer sleeve. That's cool. So like a oh, purely man. clear, it's clever. But then like a, a fist. Have you ever seen the uh, cover art for Six Finger Satellites' Law of Ruin? Mm-mm. So it's a double double record, no labels on either side, clear vinyl inside of a plastic sleeve that just has like a a three D like square and uh in green. I'm absolutely positive they listen, they, they saw that record like, all right, let's do something weird. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fucking hilarious. All right, next time we'll be talking about Herbie Hancock Headhunters. All right, thanks y'all.